Welcome into another edition of the Commitment Issues Podcast. I'm Woody Womack, joined uh, by two co-hosts tonight. First, back and better than ever, Rob Cassidy. Rob, how's it going? It's going well. I, I'm here to gloat about picking three of the four playoff teams correctly at the beginning of the season, and also picking USC for some reason. Yeah, I'm sure people were uh, people have been uh, tracking that closely. You, of course, picked Oklahoma, Alabama, USC, and Clemson. Uh, which is it's pretty good. I had Washington, Alabama, Georgia, and Michigan, so I only got one. And uh, Nick Kruger, a former person who existed, had uh, Auburn, Georgia, Penn State, and the champs, Clemson. I doubted Trevor. What was I thinking? Yeah, I don't know. Well, whatever you were thinking was not worse than me thinking USC or Kruger thinking Washington. I'll tell you that much. Okay, and uh, our third man in tonight uh, would be a penalty in hockey, which Rob watches a lot of. Uh, Dave Lackford. Dave, how's it going? Doing good. Third wheel in it. Yeah. Are you familiar with the third man in penalty in hockey, Dave? No, I just watch it for the fights. Well, yeah, that's when you. That's when it's a penalty. When oh, the third for real? Man, yeah, if the two guys are fighting and the third man comes in, it's a it's a big penalty, right, Rob? Yeah, it's a game misconduct. Yeah, tremendous penalty, huge penalty. <laughs> but the fight, but the fight per se, in and of itself, is fine. It's just when right. you yeah. jump in. Yeah, you can't go to the ice, so you can be you can. I could drag you to an ice rink right now and beat the crap out of you legally as long as we didn't go down to the ice and we stood on our feet and slugged each other. That's good. Okay, just pull your jersey over your head and start wailing on you. Anywhere else, that's assault, but in a hockey rink, it's fine. It's just two minutes. Well, don't get Dave started on the difference between assault and simple assault and felony and misdemeanor and, and things like that. One. Right. Yeah. He's already, we'll, we'll save that for our legal podcast. Uh, so we've been gone for a while as, as expected. Uh, Rob and I've been traveling all over the place and uh, when we're not traveling to the same place, it makes things difficult, but now we're back in bed and never, and we want to remind everyone, tell a friend, uh, Hey, that there's a podcast that exists that does one episode a month. <laughs> over the well, we were pretty consistent for a while. We just took signing day off. Well, we, yeah, we have exactly the whole thing. The whole reason we have jobs, we decided to, to punt. But I listen, I was hosting that stupid show. If you wanted to get my horrible opinions, you could have easily found them. They were available. How many did you do a bunch of radio interviews this year, Rob? I did some, and then I did the podcast with Gorney. Uh, the, was it on this feed or was it on the Pharrell and Gorney feed? I don't know. No, you said you didn't want me to put it on this one. So okay, I, it, was, I, it was on the other one. <laughs> It must have been a good show if, if you didn't want it. Put it, it I thought it was fine, but my horrible opinions were available elsewhere. Okay, so I'm going to the Super Bowl this year too. So you better tell a friend because I'm going to be bothering all sorts of people to be on the podcast. We might have multiple episodes in a, in a week with me interviewing pseudo-celebrities who think they're doing a real show only to find out that it's a podcast listened to by t- dozens of Yo, people. Travis Scott does the Commitment Issues podcast. <laughs> well, hey, I could get Big Boy. We, that's I should try to pull Big Boy, so we'll put that on the list. But anyway, we we uh, the rankings came out this week, our final rankings for the class of 2019, and it is a spicy one. Boy, we made a lot of changes. Uh, we were we were calling it the purge uh, in house as we were purging so many players in the rankings, dropping so many. Mike Farrell gave us an edict that said we had way too many four stars and we needed to drop some. And so we went in and reevaluated everyone and it led to some harsh cuts. Uh, although Mike has backpedaled on at least three. Yeah. That we know of. Yeah. That we, that we know of and since the post purge. So uh, yeah, he, he wouldn't make it through a purge in real life. I think, I don't think that you'll dispute you and I started working on the same day here at rivals. It was definitely uh, when we got done with the call, 
I was more afraid of the fallout than I've ever been because it seemed like everybody got dropped. And it's like, there's not one fan base that is going to be okay with this. It de- it definitely reminded me of like 2013 era, like anger. I thought we were going to be facing. Cause if you remember, we used to face a lot more anger uh, year round. Now it's just sort of at the end, but yeah. So, so anyway, we brought in Dave uh, and we asked him to prepare some questions, which he promptly lost uh, <laughs> right before the show, right before the show was supposed to start recording. But he says he can remember them. So Dave is going to ask Rob and I questions, and this will count as our rankings discussion. And then we'll talk about our normal topics uh, later in the episode. So, so Dave, I hear you rustling papers. So, what do you got for us? All right. So, <clears throat> Derek Stingley, number one player in the country, was he a consensus number one among all of you rivals analysts? I, I, this is an easy one. I'll take this one, Robbie. It was a yes. I think, uh, you know, the way it works is sort of like a draft format with uh, Mike playing the role of Roger Goodell <laughs> in more ways than you guys, one. You got boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, Officer Friedman playing the role of, uh, I don't know, the, 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 the legal department for the NFL that clears the picks before they get announced yeah. on stage. So, uh, Farrell came up, said Stingley number one, and there was barely any discussion, and we moved on. Right, Rob? Uh, you you remember anything differently? Than no, that? I don't think anybody. You know, I didn't say anything. I if he wasn't a running back, I would have tried to make a case for Trey Sanders, but the position is just not valuable enough. But no, there was no real discussion, and I, I'm fine with it. I think everybody was. All right, Dave. Next question. Um, all right. So if for, if Mike was the uh, as Roger Godell, who's like the washed up player from 1970s that announces the pick for the team on the third day of the draft. I think he's the most tenured. He's the most tenured analyst, isn't he? Mike got to yeah. be the most tenured, right? Well, there's some debate about how many, how many years. I think Josh has been doing it longer than Mike. I could be wrong here. It's close. No, no, no. Though, Mike's right? been doing it. Mike's been doing it the longest, but Josh has been uh, going to the, the game in San Antonio for the, the most years consecutive, I believe, is the discussion. Uh, yeah, it's one of those two. All right. So consensus for Stingley, which player caused the most controversy? Which, <laughs> which one were you most divided on? Who is the uh, the lineman from Friedman's region, the five-star Darnell? Uh, Darnell Wright, which uh, I, I don't even think he had majority – now, Friedman really? just pushed him through. So Friedman believes in the kid, and I respect Friedman for fighting for his guys, but almost everybody else on the call wanted to drop him. Well, and, and there was some evidence that surfaced tonight that I think if we had uh, during the calls last week, it, he probably would have been dropped. Would you say that's that's accurate? I Yes. I mean, he was very close to getting dropped, but good for Friedman. You know, he fights for his guys, and, and you know, good for him. He won that. All right, ten, 10 spot dropped to number 16 in the rankings. Now, um, Charles Cross and Marcel Brooks, they're right behind, right? Cross is 17th. Brooks is 18th. Cross jumped up 64 spots, and Brooks jumped 40 spots, both to become five stars. What happened from the last rankings to now to warrant such a huge jump? I can speak for Cross. Cross, not only did he play in the Alabama-Mississippi All-Star game, it looked awesome, which, by the way, I kind of expected to see you at since it's quasi in your neck of the woods, Dave, but you were not there. Uh, and then he also was great in the Under Armour game. So we got to see him more than we got to see anybody. And no, he was at he was in San Antonio. San, San Antonio, excuse me. He was in the, the All-American Bowl, the, which was formerly Army, and the Alabama-Mississippi game. So everybody got to see him. And when you're in that long of an all-star setting, 
uh, against other high FBS players for two weeks uh, and you're good every day, uh, one of the best players on the field every day, I think that that warranted the jump. So, Dave, you 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 know you've been an observer of the recruiting game for a while, but not paying attention as much as you have the past few years. There is a player probably once every two to three years that emerges out of Mississippi that goes from a three star to a five star in like two months. Because you never <laughs> see these guys, Dave. Like it's hard gotcha. to go to Mississippi. I used to cover the state of Mississippi, and there's yeah, no St. Thomas to Aquinas, right? So, if to go to see all the people in Mississippi, you'd have to like drive. All over the state. There's no real good airport there. So you get to see them all at the very end of the year at this all-star game. And I think, wasn't the guy from Mississippi State, uh, Simmons, that that went so high? Yeah, Simmons? Jeffrey Simmons. He Jeffrey was Simmons. one that showed up at the game and nobody had ever seen in person before. And we made him a five-star that day because right. it was like, holy crap, who's this dude? And, be- and before that, it was Chris Jones, who has been uh, – Really dominating for the Chiefs, yeah. uh, and he was a, he went from three star to five star in that same window, uh, and was he came to the Under Armour game. So you got to give you do have to give the All Star games credit because all three of those guys were already invited to All Star games uh, by the point, but they were all ranked low. So so they they deserve some credit there. So I would uh, I'd say give that to them. But yeah, there's he's just you know he's a super athletic offensive tackle and no one had a chance to see him and and then we saw him and we all fell in love and next thing you know he's a five star so just it, there's a lot of conspiracy theories in the offseason that oh they never change their mind once they decide blah 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 and it's like well this is not true so anyway. and i also want to find the people that are accusing us of mississippi state bias <laughs> that's what i haven't heard well he's committed <laughs> to mississippi state they moved him way up well do you remember one year rob it was the year you and i covered the game and uh, the Alabama-Mississippi game. And there was some running back that was going to Mississippi State that you must have put on, like, stock down or something, or we didn't move up. And we just got bombarded on Twitter. Don't you remember that? Yeah, it was, like, the entire city that the guy was from, like, his small town. Like, the entire city somehow found out. And, like, all of a sudden, it was you and me versus a village in Mississippi. Yeah, we, we really got hammered, and I don't. The fact that we don't remember the kid's name probably says that we did a good job on that ranking. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, so all right, Dave, next. All right, so um, you talk about Mississippi being hard to get to and having to travel all around the state. Um, another state like that, of course, is Kentucky. I live in Louisville, so I got to talk about Kentucky. Wandale Robinson started out as a five point five when he got to. Columbus camp. Um, we saw him. Uh, Josh really liked him. Friedman liked him. Um, he had earned an invite to the five-star challenge. Ended up at like 98th, and now he jumps 37 spots to number 61. Um, how much of a detriment is it for a kid like Robinson who plays, you know, very small ball in Kentucky, and like how dominant does he have to be in these all-star settings to warrant that kind of rise? Well, I mean, like you said, he moved up every time, and you why? Because we he, we saw him do stuff. I mean, the, you know, sure there are guys that that don't have you know they maybe don't get invited or something or don't have the means to make it, but uh, the cream generally rises to the top, and that's what the case with him. So, I mean, he's small, uh, he's short, and uh, he benefits from you know Rondale Moore. <laughs> making me look stupid the year before i think <laughs> there's a lot of comparisons between the two of them so but i i'm honestly if if rondale moore would have come to the game in san antonio and did what wandale did he would have been in the top 100 he didn't do anything 
Right. So, I mean, you know, Wandale came and had about, I think he had 130 all-purpose yards. He was hurt too, which I think he told me, he told me when he checked in, his ankle was really bothering him. But guess what? He toughed it out the whole time. There are plenty of guys who had, uh, you know, far less severe injuries that just packed it in early, got their free gear, didn't play in the game, went home. So, uh, you know, I'm confident he's going to be good. That's the thing. People don't realize they think when we're when we're holding them back or whatever, we're putting our names on it. So, you know, if if Wondell Robinson goes to Nebraska and is terrible, I'll never hear the end of it from Nebraska fans and and other fans. So, we, you know, we got to do what we can to get them right because, you know, in in the end, it's our it's our name. Yeah, I mean, it works inversely too. I mean, if a guy that we love or the guy that we hate goes somewhere and blows up, I mean. Even if it's not the fans and the fans will get us, we keep each other accountable. You should see the text messages on like draft day. Uh, I am Woody is particularly ruthless with people. Uh, we, re- we remember <laughs> yeah. these things. I love yeah, draft pretty- day for uh, Woody is like a draft day pastime for me because he tweets out, you know, what the kid was ranked in the first round. And I, I really enjoy the comments he gets. <laughs> well, you don't understand. Like the, the, we, we have, you know, obviously I'm very argumentative anyway, but it's like, you know, generally it's us arguing with Friedman and <laughs> it's just like, you know, if we remember things that happen now, I'm going to take, I think, I think Rob and I are both in line to take at least one L this year in the first round with like a two star getting drafted. I'll have to take a yeah, look at the L's exist, but at the same time, we remember stuff like I still will always antagonize Mike Farrell for not letting me make Christian McCaffrey a five star when I wanted to. I, I will never forget that. He will hear about that every year until he and I are not speaking any longer. <laughs> so real, real, uh, I'm trying to run through the, uh, I'm trying to run through the thing. Dave, ask us the next question and I'll find out who we, uh, who will be taking an L on this year from, from guys that we should have gotcha. ranked higher. All right. So we mentioned the, the guys that rose, uh, a couple guys plummeted. One of those is, um, Quavaris Couch, who, Crouch, who dropped 40 spots. And I, I know the answer to that. He, he was hurt all year, and then he was hurt at the game, so he didn't have a chance to evaluate him. Other guys rose. He dropped. Ishmael Sopsher? So- Sopsher? How do you Sopsher. say his name? Yeah. Sopsher. He plummeted 54 spots, losing his fifth star. What happened? Well, let's address Crouch real fast because it's funny. The call, and I'm not saying this is why he dropped. It's just the call before the All-Star game. We were arguing about him and Farrell and I told Friedman, he doesn't play football anymore. There's no way he's going to play in that game. And Friedman's like, he's going to play. He's ready. He's, he's back to his normal self. He's, he's <laughs> the first day he gets hurt. And <laughs> doesn't play. It was just amazing how we called it. And that had nothing really to do with the drop. It's just, you have to be worried about the injury. It wasn't just the first day. It was, it was almost, it was, it was almost like seriously, just a couple plays into practice. Uh, that he got hurt. And then he kept saying every day that he was going to be back the next day. Uh, and and he, he, he wasn't. And, you know, when some, when, it, when an issue is your durability and then you get hurt and you've been hurt for a bit, the better part of a year. And I know Tennessee fans will be mad at us about this, but I mean, you know, there was a guy, remember, you remember Thomas Tyner? Rob? Yeah, do you remember Robert Burns? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, or Jalen Brown. There guys, well, well, yeah, exactly. Tyner is a perfect example. It was a guy that was always hurt, and he and he had insane numbers when he played. I mean, I think he had ten touchdowns in a game. Yeah, he's the but, yeah, he went to Oregon, right? And we ended up moving him back up to five stars at the end. And then he goes to college, and he looks good for a year, and then he gets hurt, and then he disappears and like vanishes and becomes an artist or something. 
Then he comes back and plays for Oregon State and and, it, and doesn't look the same, then gets hurt and quits again. So there's a track record of these guys, and Jalen Brown's a good example, also went to Oregon. Uh, if you, these things kind of adding up why Oregon went from national <laughs> championship game to five wins or whatever. Uh, they're just guys that are injury prone, and, and, and it, you kind of have to prove us wrong, uh, but especially when it comes to five-star status. I mean, even a guy like Josh Sweat, who we, who we stuck with, even though he was hurt, he shouldn't have been a five-star. I mean, he had a nice college career and he was a third round pick and he's in the NFL, but that doesn't mean he should have been a five-star. So what about Sobscher? He's got some, uh, yeah. he's one that I'm not as convinced we should have dropped as everybody else. I, I, I think the drop was warranted. He's carrying some pretty bad weight. He looked pretty slow in the all-star season. I, I, I think if I'm playing devil's advocate, he's one that I look at and think, if he gets to LSU is where I think he's going and they take some weight off of him, he's still got a pretty good upside and could make us pay. Now, right now, when you look at him and watch him play, he's not a five-star. And I think that's why he was dropped. But I raised the idea that if if he gets in the right conditioning program, I think that there's a chance he could still be a five-star level player. Gotcha. So that's the the big the big guy got bigger and plays D tackle. So uh, yeah, and he just didn't look good either, man. He looked slow. He just had a bad. He's had a bad run for the last few months. Well, that's why that's why you you know teams are hesitant to give these defensive tackles you know big contracts. You know they get in shape for their contract year, they give them a bunch of money, and then you know they're, they're not that good anymore. Uh, Andre Wadsworth comes to mind. Well, and, and the thing with him is we also haven't seen a ton of him over the years. He's kind of shot away from stuff. So then when you do get a chance to look at him and he shows up and he's not great, then that, that's going to that's gonna stick with people like like Rob who'd never really seen him. Um, or, you know, I'm trying to think, uh, Friedman. I don't think Friedman had ever seen him. No, that was the first time Friedman. I think it was so, the first time Mike had seen him, right? Eh, maybe not. He definitely came to Future Fifty at some point. I don't know if it was last year or two years ago, but but anyway, that there you go, Dave. There's your answer. All right, last one. Mark Anthony Anthony, that's how we say Anthony is Philly. Mark Anthony Richards, he dropped thirty six spots to number ninety nine. Now he tweeted that he played ten different positions and was uh got scholarship offers at six. That's uh, true. How is he not a five star? So he's from your neck of the woods down in Palm Beach there. Uh Rob, so what what happened with Mark Antony to get him dropped like that? Well, people moved above him because he didn't do anything. Um, we didn't really drop him. He is a guy that is a super athlete, but I don't know where – I don't know if he has a position. I mean, what he said is, is I guess, a nice thing, but it also works against him. I, I don't really know where you put him. I mean, he's a fine running back. I don't know if he's a five-star running back. I don't know that he's particularly great at any one of those positions. He is a super athlete. I just don't know exactly where he fits. And I'm not sure he knows where he fits. And I'm not sure a lot of these colleges know where he fits. I think they kind of want to get him on campus and see what happens. So there's some position uncertainty with him. I think he's a great player. Uh, There's a reason we have him ranked as high as he is. All right. So if you're an athlete, you got to be – so Brew McCoy is listed as an athlete, right? But we all know he's going to be a receiver, correct? Yeah, but he's a true athlete, Anthony Richards. He's not – we know Brew McCoy is going to be a receiver. I think Anthony Richards is going to be a running back. But I'm not positive, it, depending on where he goes, too. I mean, it's it's all going to depend on situation. You know, if he goes to Miami, uh, it might be pretty tough. <laughs> tough there. I mean, right. they've got Lingard. <laughs> they've got some guys. If he goes, you know, other places, maybe that's where they want him. It's going to be interesting to see kind of where he signs and where they want to play him. 
All right, so let's stay on the athlete thing real quick. Trey Palmer, we all saw him at the five-star challenge. I was there. Uh, we thought he looked like one of the best dudes out there. He's, he's ranked number 20. That's where he finishes. Five-star, 6'1", 166. Um, when we watched him, he excelled at – he took reps at corner and receiver, and he just dominated both both sides of the ball. So if you're an athlete – uh, and you're six one one sixty six. He's kind of slight, you know. Did he did he bulk up a little bit? Has anybody seen him since the five star challenge? Because he did look real thin there. No, I mean he's skinny, but I don't, I don't. I mean, I could tell you he's bigger than Odell Beckham was coming out of high school, <laughs> you know. So it's like I, he got hurt. He actually got hurt. I think he had like a pretty relatively serious injury to where it should have probably kept him out. And then he just played in a state championship and they won anyway. Mm-hmm. And then he didn't do an all-star game because, you know, he kind of was, was, wasn't going to risk it twice. But, uh, you know, I mean, he's, he's a great athlete. I always liked him better uh, on defense, but, you know, it's hard to argue with what he did when we saw him at wide receiver. So, yeah, that's, can we, that's you know. Can we go back to Richards for one second? I was under the impression forever that I thought he was in the Army game and I wasn't down there in San Antonio. I swear they did a jersey presentation with him or something. Maybe not. I don't know how he wasn't in any All Star game. Yeah, you're gonna have to look that one up. I don't know either. I thought he was. Uh, it's that's the thing is like people think that these All Star games have are just the best. You know, 150 players in the country. They're not. There's there's probably about the best 50 are guaranteed to get in, and then after that, you know, it's a lot of politics as kids. Well, often yeah, tell shoe us. companies have their guys, man. Let's not sugarcoat it, right? Like, and that's every across the board. It's not just one shoe company or one sponsor. Sponsors have their guys, and so do the people that are making these selections. They're not necessarily always picking the best kids. Well, that's the thing. Some of the people making the selections, like you said, I mean, th- there are guys. Like for example, ESPN, you know, picks the players for the Under Armour game. There are guys in their rankings you know, in the top 50 that didn't get picked for their own game, but there are guys ranked below them that did. Yeah, well, Deion so, Sanders has a really big say in the Under Armour game too. And he seems to hand select some of these guys who maybe aren't <laughs> as good as some of the other players. That seemed, Every year there's like a Dion guy or two for whatever reason. Right, his son, his son was there this year, and I think his son is probably as good, but he's not one of the top 100 players in the country, so – yeah, that's going to happen no matter what. But th- that's that's another thing people need to understand. And I I feel for kids. There were kids that I have ranked high that you know I, I'm I'm sitting there in, in San Antonio watching some of these players from my states being like, why is that guy here when I know you know player X is at home on the couch? Yeah, I always and go back course, to Trajan Bandy. He didn't get invited, and I I mean we all loved that kid. I couldn't believe he wasn't in an All Star game. Right. Exactly. All right. Is that it, Dave? You got any more? Uh, just one thing. Did you see when Dion brought the three Florida State uh, defensive backs up there, and the guy goes, "Who did you sign?" And they all look at him like, uh, "None of us." <laughs> he goes, "Verbal, verbal? sir." Verbal, sir. Yeah. Well, and then Akeem Dent just shows up and enrolls. That's what every kid should do, if we're being honest. Right. I feel you on that. <laughs> Verbal. It's so funny. If you haven't seen the video, the look on Dent's face was like he'd been asked. He'd been been asked like what the difference between you know like a proton and a neutron was. (laughs) It was amazing. (laughs) Hey Lackford, if we start this Facebook group, will you run it? Uh, I avoid Facebook like the plague, man. So no. Okay. All right. Well, let us know if you'd like this to have a Facebook group. We do have one that I that I initially set up but i didn't advertise let us know if you want to run it maybe we'll just let somebody else run it 
Yeah, we're we're yeah, exactly. Someone could run it where we have a clip like that. We could share it in there and discuss it. So let us know. Uh, we got to you know. Rob doesn't use Facebook. I don't really use Facebook, uh, except for when I'm uh, making up memes of Trevor Lawrence. In a, in the yeah, that's how you know. That's how you know you've arrived, right? Is if you have a fake, uh, like conservative Facebook meme of yourself, where everybody's like super right wing uncle is sharing it. That's how you know you've become sort of famous. All right, so that wraps up ranking stock, right, Dave? Wait, Tyrone Hopper didn't move at all. That guy was awesome in the game. The Florida line. Talking he moved. About, dude. He moved. <laughs> It says right here he's at forty six and he didn't he's got a little dash next to his number I swear to God. Uh, uh, he's at forty six and he moved. I mean, yeah, he up. was somewhere else because I just wrote something. He moved up eighty three spots. Well, it doesn't have the they, they messed up the graphic here. Then it's because the two fifty hasn't come out yet. He was in he was in the two fifty oh, before wow. one twenty nine. So he's the biggest riser then. Oh, no, man, Marcus Jordan battle. Well, our boy Keon yeah. Zipper jumped from unranked to like pretty high after he impressed Mike finally. Well, I'm looking at the – we got – I think we got a guy who moved up 177 that I'm looking at here that was the biggest, uh, was Tyler Owens from Texas. A lot of Texas players got bumped thanks to the new Homer analyst. Uh, (laughs) So whoever's ranking the kids in Texas. Who is the Texas analyst? Woody really taking care of his Lone Star State cowboy hat wearing guys. I came into Texas and uh, moves were made. Well, I, well, I believe somebody said this is the most five stars the state has had in years. Speaking of so. Dave, did you know that Woody is Southern? He's not one of us anymore. We thought he was a, a Northerner. We found his Okay, state. wait. He's he's from the South. Okay, wait. He's from the I, West. He's, he's no, he's, but no, not not originally. We've done the DNA. Okay, really. Where do you consider? Okay, where does Virginia factor into this? Chesapeake, like. Where where America started? No, I was talking where about the it? Orlando side or the the, the Panhandle of no, Florida side. No, that's the same side. That's the same side. <laughs> I got all the way, Dave. I got all the way back to the 1300s. Okay, all right. Uh, but so the the dude who was the governor of Virginia, that the Womacks came out of him. I'm still I'm a direct line down from that to Redneck Riviera. Yeah, we were in the Redneck Riviera at one point. I thought I was going to have to buy him an F-150. I'm glad we avoided that. Let's just say, let's just say, I found my my uh, great grandmother's obituary and daughters of the Confederacy was mentioned uh, prominently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's the truth. Hold on, what, hold on. What, you know, it was a sliver away from wearing a red hat. Okay, wait. I have it right here. I have it right here. Estelle E. Womack. They spelled her name wrong. How about that? Congratulations, Grandma. She lived to be a hundred. Right? Wow. Back then. No, no, this is like this is my great grandmother. Oh, okay, all right. You live from uh, eighteen eighty seven to nineteen eighty seven. Yeah, that's Estelle. That's all right, Estelle Womack, one hundred, died Thursday at Wakula Manor Nursing Home, which is Felipe Frank's country. For those who don't know, uh, the service will be four p.m. Uh, blah blah blah. Family will receive friends from four to six in Crawfordville. Which is uh, also which is where Felipe Franks is from, a native of Leon County. She had lived in Wakula County since 1897. She is a member of the United Daughters of the Confederacy. See, that's when I thought I was going to have to send you an F-150 in a in a, yeah. in a red hat. <laughs> send him Survivor- a 350, man. Yeah, survivors include a daughter, Edith Davis, a son, Johnny Womack, which I who's still alive, by the way, and living in Indiana and is 95 years old, and two sisters. 
13 grandchildren and 16 great-grandchildren, which I don't think I'm counted in that number. She got shorted because nobody knew we existed. So <laughs> Why is Woody wearing well, Big Johnson shirts and smoking Marlboro Lights now? <laughs> yeah, congratulations. Thanks, Grandma Estelle, uh, for being uh, a daughter of the Confederacy. Now I have to donate money to uh, the NAACP by the end of the day. So anyway, moving on, let's talk some normal topics. What, 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 what minute are we at? 28 minutes. Boy, there's your rankings talk. If you want more rankings talk, listen to the Rivals Rankings podcast with Josh Hemholt and Chad Simmons. Uh, they'll give you all your rankings needs. They, they were split up between the two games. So uh, the other topics I have here, we might as well talk about Trev. Absolutely. Real quick. Uh, Rob and I were initially going to do an all Trevor episode last week after the game because we were so excited and we decided not to. There was some talk on Twitter of people saying, oh, uh, we thought you were joking when you called Trevor the best player of all time. Uh, no, we, 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 we were. <laughs> right. Well, well, we were joking, but it started because I, I went and watched Trevor play. I think it was his sophomore year and I called up Rob on the way home, which is often – commonplace when we're watching games Friday nights and I and I told him that <laughs> I thought he was the best I said that's decided Trevor's the best player ever and then it became a running gag from there forward but guess what I mean if, if people who listen to this podcast have to really feel like man I'm, I'm part of I'm part of the Trevor Lawrence success don't you think oh absolutely I mean we've been on the bandwagon since he was a junior in high school you know how big it's oh, gotten? Really? I won't name the player because I don't want to out him. After the game, two days after the championship game, a current player on the Alabama roster, unsolicited, texted me a picture of him standing next to Trevor at a rivals camp saying, man, we've really come a long way. <laughs> That's right. We did get that. I got that same, that same message. You could probably figure out who sent it. And I looked, I zoomed in on the award, by the way, in that picture, Rob, and it said instant impact was the award we gave him. Hey, look at us. So, yeah, pretty, pretty good award. Uh, at the rivals, uh, I think that was in Baltimore a couple of years ago uh, when Trevor couldn't come to the five star challenge because of uh, Mike's rules that he had uh, laid out. So anyway, uh, Trevor, uh, I don't know if he, you know he's probably moved on. It's like Deshaun Watson. You know, Deshaun Watson was my guy who who uh, who I brought up through the system as well. And I don't I don't see Deshaun anymore. I haven't talked to him in a few yeah, years. Yeah, Trevor belongs but, to uh, America now. Right, Trevor's gone. Uh, you know, my brother in law. Yeah, we'll have we'll never hear the end of it, and uh, and that's that. So, uh, Jaden Hazelwood. Now, are you guys were you guys aware of this controversy with old Jaden that was going around on uh, the internet? I am peripherally aware of it. I, I know that exists. I know. I think the headline on it. I did not look very far into it. So I had it pulled up, but I am so stupid that I open. I, I seriously have thirty tabs open. How many tabs do you keep open on your computer at once? Rob? Way too many. Dave, have you seen this this Hazelwood thing? Okay, hold on. No, I, I have not. So, so this is classic. Actually, pretty good production value here on a thing called Ink Talk, I believe it is called. Uh, what was it called? Ink Talk. So it's here in Atlanta, and it's in a tattoo parlor, and they bring people in, and our boy asks them questions while they get tattooed. So uh, Hazelwood's here with his uh, – looks like his mom and perhaps an, an auntie type. Uh, was he getting a face tattoo? No, he's getting something, something on his back or his arm. Well, he already anyway. has the Rolling Stone logo, so maybe he was adding like Maxim or something. He's, okay, he's so definitely this is, a face tattoo kind of guy. Like I could see Jaden getting no, he'll have a teardrop or something. You know what I mean? Maybe neck tattoos at some point. But 21 Savage running, Cross on his forehead. He's, he's running out of real estate. Uh, but anyway, 
let let's uh play the audio it's good it's a little bit of a long clip it's about a minute here and then we could discuss the whole thing so are you guys ready let's do it okay my bad let me let me backtrack a little bit jay so i'm gonna ask you the same question for miami too but what would you say was the final straw for uga like when you just like you know what this is it i cannot go here no matter what they do i cannot go here uh i say my last visit really Last visit, what happened? It was like they was just doing, they was trying to make you too happy mm-hmm. and then just change when you get there. Like, right. I know that's gonna happen. Because you look, the officer coordinate already gone. He gone, exactly. He already gone. And he sat down in my house and explained how he gonna exactly. right. How he gonna use and you? And he did. As soon as he's he gone, he gone. Exactly. But then that's when I say, you know, Okay. All right. So you heard it all. So Rob, what's your immediate reaction to that? Every coach is kind of fake. I mean, that's part of the game, right? Um, I think you have to kind of know, I I mean, I don't see what the big deal is. Like, I think that anybody that is familiar at all with recruiting, uh, yeah, they're car salesmen. That's not like, we're not, I don't think we're pulling back the curtain on something secret here. Right. I, I think that uh, it's nice to see it could be honest like that, I guess, but I, I don't think that that's any different from any other coach in the country. Okay, so here's where I have an issue. Now, the headline on this is deemed watch. Jaden Hazelwood explains why he didn't go to Georgia. Call staff fake. Okay. Uh, now, he says Hazelwood goes on to call the Georgia staff used car salesman. He didn't say that, okay? So the guy giving him the tattoo, you guys can watch the video. The guy giving him the tattoo said used car salesman. The mom agreed with it, and the mom called him fake. So Hazelwood was kind of in the clear in terms of – because it, it, it was obvious he didn't really want to get into it. So then, you know, of course, you know, opposing fan bases jumped all over this. Now, the the, the more the, – the reason why he was mad is because uh, Jim Chaney came to him and said, said you know, hey, are they're, we're trying to save him. And then he went to – to Tennessee almost right after signing day. I now do I think he knew? I don't know. But Hazelwood tweeted this later to clarify the context that is going around was taking out of proportion from people who didn't actually watch the show, which uh, I agree with him for <laughs> maybe not in that exact wording, but uh, <laughs> on the show, I clearly stated that I felt UGA coaches tried to sell me a dream on how I would be used in the offense by a particular coach. And then the coach eventually left for another school, another job. That was very fake to me. And I said, coaches are like used car salesmen in recruiting. They demand loyalty from the players, but the coaches are not held to the same standard, which I think we all agree with, right? Yeah. He's spot on. I just think now this is where it gets tough for these players, because guess what? You're you're now out of the spotlight. Jaden Hazelwood is like it's like on to the next, right? He signed. Uh, he's already did he already go to Oklahoma? I'm not really sure if he's already there or not. I have no idea. Uh, but, it, but anyway, 
And now it's like, okay, you're out of the spotlight and then this video surfaces and then it becomes a huge deal, blah, blah, blah. The bottom line is a, a lot of, I, I guarantee you a lot of recruits feel this way. And I saw some recruits with some cryptic tweets from these schools where assistant coaches have already left, uh, you know, perhaps angry about it. And guess what? They're teenagers. They, they have every right to be in their feelings, don't you think? hundred yeah, percent. It's no different. It's no different than, you know, venting online, teenagers venting online over something that happens in high school. It's going to happen. Plus everybody knows the stakes. The coaches, I think will tell you that it's a, it's a dirty game. You know, it's not, I don't think it's a big secret that anybody's being let in on here. Yeah. Especially when you've been in it for like Hazelwood's been on the scene for four, four years now. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, that doesn't definitely doesn't surprise me. I'm so, a little bit bummed he got through the process without ever explaining the tattoo to me, the Rolling Stone tattoo. Well, here's Is it the just thing: the lips like, and the tongue. No, not no, the man. It's, it's, the, it's the headline from the magazine. Like it's the masthead for the magazine. The magazine. Oh, oh the, it's even <laughs> weirder, right? Yeah, no, it's the magazine. <laughs> Everybody thinks that. Here's the thing with the tattoo story, like. How played out is uh, this guy has tattoos and they all have a different meaning type thing? Yeah, it's <laughs> like, completely. But this one's actually interesting because I can't come up with any reason for it. Well, it, it's definitely like high quality. Give the guys an ink, t- ink talk or whatever. They, they produce a pretty good show. We just get some – get the sound cleared up. Uh, I, I would go get a tattoo and be on Ink Talk. I bet I, it, that would be uh, Here's very Here's something fun. I never told you because I knew you'd make fun of me. I attempted to uh, get a tattoo at the Under Armour game this year. This year? Yeah. <laughs> well, you mean attempted. How hard is it to get they a tattoo? They told me they wouldn't either. do it. So the day that we didn't have practice, I, I have no tattoos, first of all. I've never wanted one. And I'm not going to share with you what it is because I'm glad I didn't do it. But I went in. Oh, I went in. Come on. Uh, maybe I will I still do it. it maybe, he already no, told us what it was going to be. It was like Manhattan, Kansas. No, 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 no. That's not it. That's not it. So it's something much different. Anyway, I went in to try to get it. In the middle of the day, we had no practice. I was working or at a Starbucks. I looked across the street. I saw a tattoo parlor. They told me that the, it's like a little tiny tattoo I wanted like underneath my wrist. And they said there were some details that were too small that it would blob together. And they told me no. So I took it as a sign and I walked out. Or was it Patrick Mahomes' face? That <laughs> no, was Trev. No, no, it was uh, it was not sports related. You know, that's yeah. funny, man. During these games, uh, remember Jared Casey got fitted for a grill at the five-star challenge? Like they wouldn't let him out of the lounge, right? Yeah, he got so fitted like, in the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah, so he's like, "Yo, Dave, sit with me here because I called this dude. He's about to he's about to fit me for a grill, but they're gonna yell at me if you don't sit out here with me." So I was like, "All right." So I took him out of the park a lot. The dude like went in his trunk and had like a grill kit, right, like a mold. So he like put he like mixes the stuff together and makes Jared put it in his mouth <laughs> like a mouthpiece, <laughs> and he's sitting out in the park a lot with like a, a grill mold in his mouth. Is, recruiting is crazy. The, man. <laughs> yeah, our jobs are completely insane. I think maybe well, part of the reason I almost tried to go get the tattoo is because I'd gone temporarily insane from being in Disney for an out like a week, where I was eating at like Maggiano's Little Italy and like I was just <laughs> Uncle Julio's. I was going alone. Like, it was bad. I hate Maggiano's. By the it's way, it's terrible. I Friedman, think- I hung out on a at a yard house on New Year's Eve. I mean, it was bottom of the barrel trip. <laughs> so so the, be- <laughs> the the best thing about the two All Star games is that Yard House is the most frequent restaurant in both cities. Somehow, there's one in Orlando, there's one in San Antonio, and if you want if you want to meet your favorite recruiting analyst. Uh, go to Yard House. That's where, by the way, Yard House is where the famous pickle incident happened last year. Oh, in San Antonio. Where the guy was 
taunting me about the well, pickles. Well, people don't understand the Orlando. We don't get to stay in like the real city because the the stuff is all at Disney. So you're staying like with the families and in you know in like a chain restaurant mecca. Wait, back up. Taunted over a pickle? What? 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 Dave, Explain don't you that. listen to this podcast? <laughs> I I've, I I uh, binge listen to it on the road. Uh, what what is the pickle talk? You don't have to I lie. I don't listen to this podcast. No, I do uh, listen to it. But you remember this episode, Rob, where Friedman yes. and I went to eat. I ordered just pickles, and the guy just kept just poking me, poking me, poking me about the pickles. Get enough pickles? How are the pickles doing? Get your pickle because I I said just pickles, and of course that meant he had to put twenty five pickles on the plate. Sarcat, he asked me if I was a child. Uh, and Instead so, of being you know, folksy and playing along, what he just stiffs him. <laughs> yeah, right. I, no, no. So, so then, then the bill comes. I skip through the story. You get it. There's a lot of pickle stories in the archives. If you want to go back <laughs> and listen to them, but the bill comes. It has two lines: one for a tip, one to donate, uh, like round up for charity. And I gave the charity ten dollars, and I put a zero, and I wrote a note to. I wrote a note next to it and said, shaped just like a pickle uh, for the tip. So take that yard house. Yeah, take that pickle. You bum. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, next next topic. We're not. I'm not mad at Hazelwood. And I think people piling on Georgia. Uh, I if Let me tell you something. Rob and I could go interview. Mm, we could pick any 10 kids to interview, and they would say something bad about your school if we pressed them on it, wouldn't you say, Rob? Yeah, 100%. Here's, here's the so, thing. Here's the thing. How can your weak sensibilities be injured by the opinions of an 18 year old getting a Rolling Stone tattoo on his back? Like how how can that affect you and move you to emotion? Yeah, I don't well, get it. I, college football fans are all very sane. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I saw somebody call them a traitor. T r a d e r. And the <laughs> Tra- traitor fans. Joe. <laughs> yeah, the Oklahoma fans were just loving every minute of it. That was going on in my mention. So, speaking of Oklahoma, Kyler Murray, uh, Kyler, as a uh, Mac Brown used to say during the halftime of those things, declares for the NFL draft. Lackford's convinced he's going to go in the first round. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I love I, I love how me mentioning something in passing before we start the podcast turns into like Lackford Stone Cold Lock. <laughs> what are we talking about? So you it's said pretty, you said it's a pretty thin draft at that position, isn't it? Like, yeah, Daniel Jones from Duke is supposed to be. It's like the in the top three. So what are we talking about? We got to have draft expert Mike Farrell on. He's where's he got him in the mock draft? <laughs> I believe I believe Farrell's already in hot water over his comments on Twitter about him. So, um, I, I, here's the thing: I cannot get you know what I can't get out of my head. Kyler Murray in the Under Armour game when he, uh, however many years ago that was, I think it was 2015 or whatever. You were low on him. I, now I remember this. Yeah, I, I, you, you got struggled. banned from his high school. <laughs> Yeah, I think we were banned. He, we were running a bit banned from his high school. I remember his dad like really hated uh, our Texas analyst at the time, who was up basically unhateable. If you you know him, talk about folksy and and uh, Kyler Murray's dad was having none of it. I, I remember that because if uh, if you think back, uh, Rob, we had him and Greg Little. Do you remember? Were yeah, one after I another do. the left tackle. Yep. And, and and Greg Little would come to everything and we'd be like, hey, where's Kyler? And he'd be like, oh, his dad wouldn't let him come. Or like, <laughs> he hates rivals. He just, you know, so 
we probably should have ranked him higher, but given the way he played at Texas A&M, uh, and given the way, uh, you know, I, I personally saw him struggle at times during the year against more conventional defenses with actually, you know, talented players. I mean, you could say he had a decent game against Alabama, but it was 28 to nothing by the time he started putting up any stats. So I'm just not on the – I think Kyler should go play baseball. If he can get them to give him an extra 15 mil guaranteed, that gives you $20 million. I mean, that's – that's better than you're going to get a rookie contract in the NFL. You don't have to take the hits. I understand, like, now, Rob, maybe you can talk about this. Uh, people seem to say, like, oh, this is baseball's fault. They make these guys go ride the bus in Birmingham and yada, yada. No wonder when young players don't want to play there. What do you think? Should, they be, should there be a better system for these young guys that entices them to play in the minor leagues? Or what, what's the solution? Or what would you do if you were Kyler? He definitely, he definitely stepped away from the mic. <laughs> oh, I thought he was on mute. He's on mute, probably talking. No, he is on mute. <laughs> yeah, Rob's on mute, probably talking. Rob, if you're if you're listening, uh, what play, do you think? I'd take the money for baseball and run. Call it a day. I mean, you you have a prolonged career in baseball. There's more money in it somehow. I don't know how baseball players get more money than football players. I guess the player union in the NFL is terrible. Um, also, you know, the, the odds are against him being, you know, whatever he is, 5'9". I saw a picture of him standing next to uh, Haskins and, and Tua. And uh, Tua was supposed to be like 6'1", Haskins is 6'3". And Kyler looked a good head shorter than Tua. So, I mean, he's, well, he's pretty he's pretty short. He's like Rondell Moore's height, man. He's really short. Yeah. I, that's why I say I think he struggled in the games where – uh, he was dealing with, you know, big-time defensive line. And I saw a clip. It was like, this is coming to the NFL. And it was like him dodging all these guys and cutting back across the field. Yeah, that's not and making, Yeah, you're not playing against Kansas. Look at Lamar know? Jackson in the NFL. He's not doing everything that he was doing at Louisville. He's mainly getting the edge and going out of bounds, you know. It's not a bunch of crazy stuff happening with him, and which is smart, by the way. But I don't right, know. Right, but he's much, he's much bigger yeah, than he's Kyler. 6'3". Yeah, he's 6'3", 220, right? Kyler's like half of that. Here, here's what I would do if I were Kyler. I would get the A's to pay me more money, which I think they've negotiated that that, that MLB says they can do if they put them on the 40-man roster or something. A's are known as oh. splurge. <laughs> there's there's well, a movie about it. The, the problem is the problem. Well, once they move to Portland, uh, they'll have all types of money. <laughs> Oh, welcome um, back, Rob. Yeah, yeah, yeah Rob. You I, guys aren't looking in I the, looking in the uh, yeah. I typed in the little thing that I was going to get my yeah. charger. Sorry. I, I see, we saw I saw it after we waited ten seconds for you to talk. Uh, sorry, guys. On mute. I was just saying, uh, what what would you do if you were Kyler? And what's the, and what seems like the minor league baseball system has has been come under fire, saying what, no wonder nobody wants to play baseball. They don't want to go ride the bus. It's, in the it's bad conditions blah, blah, blah. down there for sure. Uh, but still, there's also no CTE. Um, I don't know. I hit way one against the other. What, What's worse, CTE or sleeping in a cot eating sardines? But it's also not a guarantee that – I mean, I understand the appeal. Don't get me wrong. I'm not dismissing it. I would play baseball because I'm a pansy. Um, but I, <laughs> I I understand the appeal of wanting to, you know, go in the NFL draft and play football. I get it. And not have to grind through the minors for a couple of years. But if I was Kyler, I'd, I'd already be planning on going to camp and skipping football. Here, here's, what, here's what I would do. Okay. I'd get the money from the A's. Like I said, the A's can pay him more. Uh, that baseball is going to let him renegotiate, get the money, go play baseball. And if you wash out in three years, pull a Drew Henson or whatever and walk right into football and get another 15 million. So, cause someone will pay him. Right. 
Couldn't you imagine like a desperate team three years from now? Like I don't the know, Cowboys? Man. He might end up doing a Charlie Ward where Charlie wouldn't say whether or not he was going to play football. Remember that? Yeah. He said, I'm going to let the Lord uh, decide what I'm going to do. And the Lord decided that he was going to pass the ball to John Starks and Charles Oakley, you know. Did he get drafted? No, in the, he didn't get NFL? drafted in the NFL because he he didn't say which sport he was going to commit to. I want to set up if he wa- worst case scenario he washes out of both, and we can set up some kind of baseball, football, decathlon style thing between him and Tim Tebow, and we can really maybe we start our own sport and see who can bring the goods, combine the two, uh, and, and let's let him grind it out, Phil Mickelson, Tiger Woods style on pay per view. Man, I can't believe Char- Charlie Ward. If you talk to Bobby Bowden. Uh, which uh, you know, probably Dave's dream to do at some point. <laughs> like, Not now. I don't know, man. He he's a little he's a little bit uh, Facebook uncle-y for me, man. I'm good. I'm gonna pass okay. on that one. All right. Well, but as Bo- Bobby Bowden would tell you, anytime you talk to him, he finds a way to bring up Charlie Ward and says he's the best player ever. Like he best player ever coached any position. Oh, Charlie! You know he loves to talk about him. I'm surprised he never really got a chance. Oh, guess what? How about this? Take this, Kyler. Although he didn't play baseball in college, Ward was drafted by the Milwaukee Brewers in the 59th round of the 1993 draft and by the 18th in the 18th round by the Yankees in 1994. 59th round? No, that was the the first time and then in the and then the second time he was eligible, he went in the 18th round, which is he probably could have gotten paid Charlie must have been an incredible like, man, athlete. Charlie, I was sick with Charlie on the NBA Live games for like PlayStation or whatever, Super Nintendo or whatever he was on. I made him a star. You know, who, you know who's the best worst player, like the best player in a video game, but worse in life. Who's rest in peace, Eddie Griffin. That dude drained in two uh, K. Yeah, you man. could do it with Stacey Ogman too, man. He was he was he was a pretty lethal video Plastic game player. Man, yeah, that was my guy. Okay, Listen, my bad. My best, bad. Pl- <laughs> best player ever on a video Bo game Jackson, of like right? NBA. Oh. My no, pick. No, I, no, if we're talking like NBA Live ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven, is Dale Ellis from the Nuggets. Uh, the next time, one of you two, uh, guess what? Rob, I'll bring the the Super Nintendo with me to yeah. Miami. And I'll give weekend. you work with Rick Smith too, man. He's tough to stop in those games. Uh, but no, listen, well, it won't matter. Dale Ellis will score uh, literally 100 points. Dale Ellis can score every time he touches. He just shoots threes. Right, and let's do it. Single. You bring the thing down here. You pick them. I get Reggie Miller and Rick Smith, and we're going at it. Okay, it's <laughs> fine. Just, I'll, I'll screenshot the results. But no pra- no practicing on- before you get here. I haven't played this game in a decade. I don't need to practice. I was born ready. All right, next topic. Enough talking about Kyler. I wouldn't go to the NFL if I were you, Kyler. Keep your health, get the money, and uh, you can always you can always come back get more money from the NFL if you need to. And you have a better player union in Major League Baseball, right? Well, according to Dave, guaranteed guaranteed contracts. Next up. Uh, quarterback transfers guys it's been crazy i believe news will have broken by the time this airs that tate martell is headed to miami which uh rob's got to be thrilled about you tate always one of your favorite players I, 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 I have never been a believer in tate i don't mind saying that and you know maybe i look stupid i just for whatever reason i never saw it with him or shea patterson were the two that everybody else loved that i just could not and i tried to love them both and i just i just don't see it well, you just didn't like – you don't like Shea Patterson because you don't like his face, I believe. No, I, think he's, I, I, I think he's – I just I think there's a lot of shortcomings. He's got there. Sam Darnold face. <laughs> Rob doesn't like his face. I don't, I don't want to get into breaking down why I don't like Shea Patterson. <laughs> I just don't think he ever should have been a five-star. 
Hey, Rob, remember we were in Columbus and I was taking notes and the dude was reading my notes. He's like, what the hell does an old man face me? Because <laughs> I wrote down, down and cited at an old man face. Yeah, that's hardcore scouting. It's that's that scouting about. analysis from Lackford here. What's that story Gordy so, tells about when he was at the NFL Combine and he was looking over some NFL scouts notes and he had written like fat piece of crap or something on a piece of crap? I don't know. Gorney went to the, the combine. Gorney went to the the combine, and they had the guys in like their underwear. Yeah, he said man. he looked over at a, a scout's notebook, an NFL scout's notebook, and the words "fat piece of crap" were in the paper. Yeah. So at, at the NFL, it had combine, to be Andre they, Smith. <laughs> it's it's either the NFL combine or the Senior Bowl. They make the guys walk out on a stage in their underwear in front of like a bunch of dudes watching. To like size them up in a real meat yeah, market it's type way. I, it's very weird. But anyway, okay. So Jalen Hurts uh, is managed to do incredible visit schedule for Hurts. Did you see what he did? He was in he was in uh, Maryland Friday, Oklahoma Saturday, and Miami Sunday. He he did three visits in three days. That's got to be. A record, right? Yeah, we still think he's going to Oklahoma. Is that what the consensus is? Yeah. That's what everybody says. I mean, why would Austin Kendall, another player whose face Rob didn't like, why would <laughs> why would, why would Hold he, on, I had no problem with Austin he, Kendall or his face. <laughs> I like Austin did Kendall. I, did I ever tell you about the time Austin Kendall and I witnessed a car a hit and run car accident in a parking lot? We had to stay there and like give statements no, to the cops. I, I have not heard this somehow. <laughs> We were at a satellite camp. uh, It was the first year of the satellite camps, and it was Penn State. We came down to do it at Georgia State, and uh, some stupid lady from the NCAA was there just hassling me the entire time. Just would not stop bothering me. You're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to do that. You can't talk to the players. That's a, that's a common thing that happens at on-campus camps. We get told we can't talk to players yeah. when yeah. when players come up to us and be like, hey, Woody, what's up? And I'm like, oh, sorry, I can't talk to you, person I've known for five years because this, because of a – it's not even a rule, by the way. It's just made up. It's just – it's not a rule. It's This is America. If I'm on a public – if I'm – Dave – Media Law 101. If I'm a member of the media and I'm in a, pu- a public event at a public university, I can talk to whoever I want. Yeah, amen. Like first, the NCAA First Amendment, not, baby. Right. The NCA does not supersede the First Amendment. So in order to interview Austin Kendall, I needed to go outside in the parking lot with him, right? That Actually, was it rule. does. If the NCAA, but is the NCAA a government organization? No. So, no, no they, they can make their own rules, though, kind of. They can make their own rules, but it doesn't supersede. I'm at a public university. I'm at Georgia State University. I'm a I'm a noted member of the media. I'm a credentialed member of the media. I'm allowed to be there and do whatever I want and talk to whoever I want, and you can't stop me. It would have a chilling effect on free speech if they didn't let the media talk to people at a public university. Yeah, right, exactly, a public gathering. So, so anyway, Austin Kendall and I go out to the parking lot to do this interview, and as, and as we're standing there. This truck, you know, speaking of Ford F-150s, goes to like pull into a park. You know, it's like they came into the parking lot and then they tried to swing right into a parking space, but they didn't have the turning radius and they just smashed into this other car, right? (laughs) The dude likes, the dude backs up, sees us there and just takes off. And Austin Kendall in perfect QB recall was like, you know, ZYX 287. (laughs) My man. (laughs) <laughs> he had the license plate. He saw it and immediately memorized it. 
And then it turned out to be Georgia State's defensive coordinator. It was his car. <laughs> Well, no, it was his car that got smashed. Oh, I thought I wanted him to be the hit and run yeah. guy, man. It was his car that got smashed, and Austin had to. We both had to give like, uh, like statements over the phone. We gave statements in person, and then whenever they caught the guy, we had to do some type of like conference call, uh, you know, testimony or whatever. So, uh, so, so the takeaway from this is Woody Walmack and Austin Kendall are confirmed snitches out in these streets. <laughs> Hey, we'd be a great crime fighting duo. I can tell you that. But it, but anyway, he's looking at. He visited Auburn this week, so her, it could be we could have a situation where Justin Fields leaves Georgia, goes to Ohio State. Okay, Tate Martell then forced to leave and goes to Miami. What, once Tate Martell goes to Miami, several of their quarterbacks are going to leave and go elsewhere. Jaron Williams, uh, he gone. Right, Jalen Hurts goes from Oklahoma. Goes from. Uh, Alabama to Oklahoma, which then could cause Austin Kendall to go from Oklahoma to Auburn. And if he goes to Auburn, I can I can promise you Malik Willis uh, and perhaps Joey Gatewood would both be oh, on their way out. I forgot about Joey Gatewood. They still like yeah, Gatewood yeah, there but, at Auburn from what I understand. Well, they must not like him that much if they bring in a five-star quarterback and a grad transfer. Man, Hey, what about this? Martell's going to sit a year, right? Unless he's able to say uh, something no. of like uh, Urban Meyer retired and he was the coach, and then he gets an exception for that. Or he might say something about Ryan Day with all that stuff going on. Listen, everybody's getting waivers. Really? I got news for yeah. This this is it's waiver. The the NCA set the precedent last year, and then, and now speaking of Shea Patterson, he they're all getting Shea's lawyer. And it's like dude, the NCAA does not want to be involved like in these knockdown drag out battles with these kids, uh, especially like you said in a situation where the coach left. Uh, so even I mean honestly, even Austin could make that argument that you know he was there, he signed with Stoops right. or whatever. So you know, I, I'll, say this, for, I'll say this for Tate and Miami. Won't he fit in so well in the city? Like it doesn't. It, it's going to be Miami is very good for Tate from an aesthetic standpoint. Yeah, well, and he's the best fit since Braxton Berrios, wouldn't you think? 100%. You say? <laughs> if we could only have them on the team together, it would have been truly, truly awesome. Uh, but I, I don't know. I don't know what you guys think about the I, – I, I love the transfers. I, it's, it really feels like NBA free agency to me. And people are like, this is, this is a higher education. This no, should it's it's exciting. Like I agency. like it, man. I'm with you. It's great. It gives me something to talk about, write about. Why Why is it that these the people get so sanctimonious about college football? Because people is like it to just get because it's in the Bible. It's because, no, because I don't know if you've noticed in 2018 and 19 that people like to get sanctimonious about literally everything. So uh, I, I don't think it matters if it's the Bible belt or, you know, the, the rust belt or the WWE championship belt. People are uh, <laughs> it's just how people are. Way to work that wrestling reference in there. Uh, man, are you just meeting me? <laughs> people very on brand so, so uh, there uh now let's move on uh, we're all for quarterback transfers and at some point i'm going to rank them and break them down in an article maybe we'll do that on here as well now it's time to get into tweet of the week now i see a tweet that's been on here since uh november 25th did you guys do you guys remember reading that tweet it was cliff kingsbury related. i have not looked at it no Okay, so I will read it. Uh, Lackford, you, did you put it on here? Who put oh, it no, on we here? talked about it. I Dave and I did. Dave and I did. It was with, uh, oh, it was with the, the girl that was saying Cliff can come be the head coach anywhere he wants or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. And then they got Mac Brown. Yeah, and then they got Mac Brown. <laughs> yeah, Dave and I were laughing about that on one of the episodes when you were gone. Okay. 
Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Did you guys talk about it or not? Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. She of, thought uh, they were getting Ryan f- Gosling, and they got like Mac Brown, <laughs> which is amazing. We got her grandpa. <laughs> oh, we're we're fresh out of Cliff Kingsbury. Can we offer you any Mac Browns? <laughs> hey, you know, uh, never mind. I almost said something. Uh, I, <laughs> I almost said something inappropriate related to. Uh, Mac Brown and that girl. So I'll, I'll pass on that one. I've got, uh, I've, I had a, a couple other tweets here, but now they're, of course, they're buried with a, you know, the, we've got to figure out something with this whole like favorite thing. I thought they were doing like a bookmark well, feature. Right now on Twitter, it's becoming seven on seven season. So it's becoming that route could never happen in a game season. Whereas people think they're the first person to ever point that out. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. Tim Sullivan, our old friend uh, who covers Virginia Tech for rivals, lives in Nashville. He tweeted this during the uh, during the Notre Dame Clemson game. Love ESPN giving Brian Kelly major kudos for not murdering an official on the field. Forgot that was no longer well within the bare minimum. Oh, shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> you don't follow. T- I did find it interesting. That did you guys see that when uh, when they were talking about Brian Kelly and how he wasn't his face wasn't turning red anymore and he was controlling himself? No, yeah, they had a they had like a huge no they had a huge chart and it, like there's one where he's like purple and then it goes back is, to him just being is this white. like the Texas P chart. Yeah, no, it's like the Buffalo similar. Wild Wings thing, man. It's crazy. Okay, and then one more that I had uh, from December twentieth, the Tennessean had a story. Uh, which I do want to talk about this. This was this will roll right into rants. Lyft drops scooters in Nashville overnight. Joins Bird and Lime, okay, and having scooters in Nashville. And that's a link to a news story. And Stephen Godfrey, who works for SB Nation, I believe, yes, covering uh, covering college football, does a competing podcast to this show. Retweets it and says, "Can I move?" <laughs> right, because he hates the that's scooters, true. which. I- as do I, and I think any other normal human. And uh, Roger Sherman from The Ringer replies, yes, you can move. Move up to 15 miles per hour on your own app-operated scooter. So uh, <laughs> it's a nice little zinger from Raj. But let's move into rants and recommendations. Let's talk about these scooters. They were – I had never seen so many of them in San Antonio. I could not walk. Uh, even uh, I, I reunited with Nick Kruger and Nick Lucero and I went to Austin and I was talking on the phone and I almost got ran over by three of them from behind. And the people acted like I was at fault because they ran up on me on scooters. I mean, it, these scooters, they're such an eyesore. They're littered all over the city. People get off of them and they just throw them down on the ground. I, I, I really can't they're believe more of a problem it, so. here on the beach than in the city where I live. But if you go to like Miami Beach, they're everywhere. Well, because nobody wants to walk anymore. No, you'll see them. You'll see, you're going to be so mad if we get down to the beach when you're here this weekend. You're going to. I don't like to go down to the beach. I hate. I hate well, going the down. Per, to no, the pretty lounge is on the beach. But not really. Eh. I, mean, I mean, it's over. It's across the it's, causeway, so it's technically on the beach. Right, but I'm talking about. I'm talking about. You know, I try not to. I try not to cross oh, that bridge. Like, we're not going to South Beach, but it's still. You know, Purdy yeah. is a little bit north of there, but it's still on. You'll still see the scooters. There will still be at least three scooters outside of Purdy Lounge, guaranteed. Well, there's a one thing. If there's three, I, I'm telling you, I can't. I can't understate how many scooters were in San Antonio. I mean, every recruit you can imagine was zipping around. <laughs> Anthony Alfano, five star, headed to the. Uh, 
headed to Alabama told me he, he he was like man i got like 30 minutes away from the hotel and then the thing's battery died and i was like Stop. 30 minutes how many like, miles is that <laughs> well, it, goes, it goes 15 miles an hour so i mean he must have been really scared seven and a half yeah. miles <laughs> i mean boy talk about you know that it's easy to hop on one of those things and run but there's got to be some type of regulation sources close to me say that if they make it into my neighborhood uh, they don't last for long. So uh, consider yourself warned, scooter company. If one of those scooters gets anywhere within my neighborhood, it vanishes and it vanishes quickly and it's not e- not going to be easy See, to we find. we have the bikes See, in my I, neighborhood. I, I, you guys I, have those yellow bikes that came before the scooters that people just leave all over the place too? Yeah, uh, we have those. In they're all over my neighborhood. The scooters. bikes are. I'm ready for I'm ready to get a case to come across my desk that's like in a resisting arrest fleeing where the guy jumps on one of those scooters and takes off from the cops. I can't well, wait you, to see that. Yo, can we set up, Keep like, us a, posted can we set up like a podcast field trip to sit in the courtroom for one of Dave's cases? Oh, it would be great. You'll have a great you know what? I brought uh Stephen Heron came and sat with me while I was conferencing cases one day. You know, Stephen, uh four star going to Stanford. He just came in one day because um so when Jeff Brom oh, this is funny actually. So Jeff Brom turned down Louisville, right? And so this guy tweets out that if Brom go stays at Purdue, we burn down Trinity, which is the high school in Louisville that, that Steven they goes to and that Brom used to go to, right? It was a joke, right? And the dude's like a joke account. They arrested this guy, right? And um, they took that as an actual bomb threat to the school. So Steven had off. So I was like, yo, Steven, what are you doing tomorrow? You want to come sit with me at court? He was like, hell yeah. <laughs> so so Steven got to see me at work. And it, he, he, was a, he did not regret his uh, decision. I want to come. come I want to record the audio. And then I want to play it on the pod with Woody and I commentating on it. See, the problem well, the, is we can't talk about the cases like that in a public setting. You know what uh, I mean? So we wouldn't be able to do it. I'd have to wait till I was like not a lawyer anymore to do that. You know, it'd be – I, I definitely would get disbarred. <laughs> <laughs> you, couldn't talk, you couldn't talk about it, but guess what? Try and but stop would, yeah. two members I don't, of the media. I don't know if we're allowed to reality. No, they could definitely stop two members of the media from <laughs> doing that. Actually, you know, that'd be a, you know what? I don't know. But I would they definitely get not. fired. I could request all the case files. It's pretty easy, Dave. Yeah, but I would still get disbarred for doing right. that. Yeah, you I might don't... get it. But anyway, all right, you get it. You get the idea with the scooters. Now, rant number two. During the break, it was my birthday at some point uh, in December while I was gone, and then it was also the new year. And I have to talk about the epidemic of people saying texting you. HBD, and then I got a new one, HNY. Wow. HNY. You know what? Just don't text me. Why, why do people think – what is wrong with you? HBD, Woody. You know what? No, don't – just forget my birthday. Wipe my birthday out of your mind. I have major issues with my birthday dating back to my childhood. I hate my own birthday. Uh, it's, a, it's a huge problem for me in my life. And then when I get a text that says HBD, it just makes it even worse. You just made my birthday infinitely worse. And if I, I don't want to start my new year by getting an HNY text. So have you guys are you guys familiar with this? What's I have your not seen on HBD? HNY, and I have not seen HBD since I left Facebook. So I am uh, I'm free of all this stuff. Well, that's the other thing. That's the other thing. Facebook, you've got people who literally the only time you interact is once a year when they say, "Oh, happy birthday, HBD." 
just 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 move on. Don't do it. Don't do HBD. Uh, I, like I said, I, I feel very good for not having experienced any of this in a very long time. HNY. A text message that said HNY. I got a text message that said HNY. Who? And I had to stare who, who at was it? it or how were they like, related to you? Well, you know, we get all these mass uh, texts from handle. various people like on Christmas and stuff saying, you know, Merry Christmas to you and your family. You got it. Can I, oh, by the way, can I get some of my guys in the rivals <laughs> yeah, camp? I, trust me, I'm all too familiar <laughs> with that. I, I got a worse one than that. Hold on. Let me find this text. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to find this text because it's like, I remember getting it and being like, oh, here it was. It was on Christmas Eve. Uh, I need to get my kid back in the three stripe camp. He's back, ready, and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's. This was at Monday, December 24th at 10.25 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> and and Merry Christmas. Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. The jabronis. Get I, got, I think here. I sent it to get you on Christmas here. when that kid DM'd me and was like, Merry Christmas, Rob. Could you add a Wofford offer to my <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Right on it, bro. Merry Christmas, Rob. How do I get them stars? Okay, next, <laughs> next, next complaint from me. This is another San Antonio related complaint. Somehow in San Antonio, they have come up with the idea that rather than the okay, so you know how normally you give the the waiter or waitress brings the check. Okay, you hand them they they put it down in the thing, little book. You put the credit card in there. They walk away, run the transaction, come back. You sign. Oh, they're bringing it, you right? the machine now. That's happening here. Oh my really? god! Yeah. It is a. It is. It, first of all, it takes ten times as long to, to them. They bring you the little POS thing, and then you have to decide on the tip you want to give the person yeah, right look, in front man, of That's them. been happening in in London for years. So it's it's come over here now, and it's it's big time. Well, yeah, in but you don't have to tip. You don't have to tip yeah, in Europe. That's true. You're uh, gonna get a lot of that here. You're gonna see it. I can't wait to see your rage on these people. Well, <laughs> we've got we've got a breaking update in the in the fast food gate with the president. Uh, evidently, he gave <laughs> there were fries for the players, and they came in little presidential. Yeah, cups. I saw that earlier today. <laughs> have you guys have you guys seen this? Yeah, I, I saw the video where he was. He said, "We got Wendy's, McDonald's, many many fry, French fries." So when I pull up to the drive-through, I'm going to say. Many, many French fries. I get it. No, what fries do you want? I'm like, no, no, no. Many, many. I got a a text from a coach last night that said Dabo took the staff to Del Frisco's afterwards. The coaching staff. So they went and did that. And then the coaching staff went and ate at like the nicest steakhouse in town. You're out there. I hate steakhouses too. Put that on the list of places I never – I bet if I was at a steakhouse and they give me a handheld friggin' POS. I disagree with this take. Hold up, hold up. Speaking what? of steaks, real quick, I give I gotta give a major shout out to Sean Callahan, the publisher at the Nebraska site. He sent me a box of steaks in the mail. Uh they're called Piedmont. And man, I had uh filet mignon in there. I had uh I had all kinds of just prime prime all kinds of cuts of beef, man. I cooked them for like a week. I fed my kids on Look, it. Look, man, Sean's always um, doing nice things for people. He's one of the he's one of the top nice guys there is. 
Sean and Woody are the two elite gift givers at Rivals right there. And at first when I, I got it, I was like, what is this? And I opened it up and it was steaks. And I was like, oh, that's kind of weird, but all right, that's what's up. And then I ate one of them. And now I'm ordering them from Amazon now. They're called Piedmont Steaks, man. Go on the website, Piedmont Steaks. My, my friend up. Louie this weekend, <laughs> speaking of elite gift givers, I mentioned that I was cooking ribs for the Chiefs game. And he like – Two-day mailed me a five-sampler pack of the best barbecue sauces from around Kansas City. Now, that's an elite gift. Nice. That is. That is. Boy, geez. I, and then meanwhile, neither one of you guys even remember my birthday. And you're getting super I know it's around and, Christmas and, uh, HBD, sometime. HBD, bro. It's like, what is it, like the week before Christmas or something? It's the 22nd. That's right. I was close. You could get problem. close to mine, though. Like, you could, could you even give me How do you say happy belated birthday? HBB. I know, I know when your birthday is coming. I feel like it's in uh, May. September. Ah, uh, see, whatever. I always know when it's coming. <laughs> Not even close. I, I know Nick's is in August. Uh, but that's the problem. Now, I was about to say, you have to make people known. I used to pride myself on remembering everyone's birthday pre-Facebook. And then Facebook invited all these lazy people to just be hitting HBDs left and right. And it's just like, forget it. Now I hate my own birthday and I hate your birthday too. I had a buddy in so. college when Facebook was still only college kids that would change his birthday like every three months to that day and see how long it took. It took people a very long time to figure out he had four birthdays every year. More, longer than you would think. <laughs> Okay, so those are our rants. Dave Dave recommended some steaks. You want you know why he got you the steaks? He's in Nebraska. That's steak country. I, I tell me about it. We used to have a boss that would give us Omaha Steaks gift cards as our Christmas bonus Jeez. every year. That's a good bonus. Yeah, I got a recommendation too we before in. we go, I guess. Um, I'm going to recommend another terrible television show. It is not good, but it is interesting. If you haven't seen the stupid stalker show with the gossip girl guy, you on Netflix – it's like grown up pretty little liars where it's got a pretty good hook where you'll continue to watch it because the twists and the mystery are interesting, but you're going to have to block out that it's a terribly written show. Like if you liked Dexter and you got through that, you can get through this. Whereas, you know, the hook is good. The acting is, uh, the writing is terrible, but it's a good enough mystery to where I think it's worth watching. Well, uh, <laughs> I have no problem watching bad teen dramas. I did see Millie Bobby Brown. I don't think it's teen. It's a little uh, more adult. It's like grown up. If teen is Pretty Little Liars, it's like grown up Pretty Little Liars. Well, I was going to say, I saw Millie Bobby Brown tweet that she loves the show, and that's the girl from Stranger Things who's like 15. So I think that's the demo. But uh, I'll watch it. I should check it out. I'll watch it. Uh, I, You know, I was meaning to do – it gets crazier by the minute. Yes, it's true. Jeff Thomas is coming back, reports Kane Sport. So there you go. Thanks, Kane Sport. I'm sure that'll work out uh, flawlessly. Hey, Manny Diaz broke that news with the, the Prince GIF, where he had Prince holding up four fingers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you just call it a GIF? It's a GIF, like a giraffe. No. No, it's a gift. No, it's a gift. No, no, it's a gift. No, no, no. There's, there's like a whole. Listen, listen, listen. Come on. We got to get it back for replacement. No, this is over. This is, this is. I no. Okay. You're done. I, I cannot believe this. <laughs> Hold on. It's a listen. gift, bro. Listen, the guy who I agree with you, Rob, that it's called GIF, but the dude who invented it said it was pronounced GIF. What are you? So, go? How do you like that? I'm stunned. Take right, that I'm, done. I'm not talking anymore for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, uh, what, what was that? I forgot what I was talking about before that. We've gone. This is this is what happened. You're talking about Jeff Thomas. Th- Jeff Thomas coming back. 
We're at an hour and 15 minutes. Okay, this show's over. Uh, please leave us a review on iTunes. I cannot believe the show has gone this long. Leave us a review on iTunes and tell a friend. Uh, we still love M. Deuce. He still provides the music for this show. I want to look up real quick if we've gotten any new reviews while we were gone. My guess would be no, because how do you get reviews if you don't do a show? We're at 104 total. We have not gotten any new actual reviews since October 25th. So hook us up, leave a review, and uh, tell us what you want us to talk about. We're open. We're flexible. We've got a relatively new format. And uh, we might talk a little bit about The Bachelor at some point, either on this podcast or uh, mine and Dave's other dormant podcast. We haven't done an episode on in months. So stay locked. We'll be back again uh, with a new episode, hopefully next week and maybe even this weekend when Rob and I convene in person. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you.